Yeah, it's nice to be back. Um, I think everybody's excited to be back, have some some competition, uh, some sports, and uh, I think everybody's looking forward to it. I know I am. I'm excited. Um, it's been, it feels like forever. Uh, it feels like it's, I've done this too many times over the last two years with injuries and stuff like that, having um, a couple months off, but uh, to finally be back playing, it's exciting, and uh, I can't wait to tee it up tomorrow. And just some thoughts on the featured pairing that you're in with Rory and uh, and John. Um, how uh, how will that make you feel playing with those two guys, having been a former number one in the world? I mean, it's yeah, it's nice. You always want to play with the best players in the world. Um, so yeah, it'll be an exciting uh, group to watch. Uh, but at the same time, it's I'm not I I don't. It doesn't matter who I play with. Um, you know, I'm focused on myself and, and what I need to do. But uh, you know, those guys are going to play good, uh, simple as. And so it'll kind of you know elevate the uh, the competition as you do. You know, you get into a Saturday Sunday pairing, late pairing. You know, the guy's going to play well. So it's always gives you a little added push. And and Brooks, just finally during that um, during the break, the forced break, do you feel that that's um, you know maybe being a benefit or a bonus? you having a, having a break, given that you only played five events early in the season, had some issues with injury, do you think this is um, going to be beneficial to you? Yeah, I got lucky. It's, it was definitely beneficial for me. It's something um, I was able to kind of reassess where I was at, um, you know, get the knee stronger, the knees back, it's a lot better. Um, and then finally be able to just to swing the club the right way and, and kind of get back to the process or the way of thinking that I had uh, before. And it's it's been a blessing in disguise for me, without a doubt. And you know, I'm excited to see what uh, what happens here. All right, we'll uh, we'll go to some questions. Just uh, media, if you have questions, obviously put them in the chat there and your name and affiliation. And we'll start with uh, Daniel Rappaport from Golf Digest. Daniel, go ahead. Hey Brooks, um, I'm just wondering. You, you mentioned that you kind of got a break uh, with with having. Having the hiatus come when it did, with the state of your health and your game, how, how does the game uh, feel now compared to before the stoppage? I know it's hard, just judging by practice, but how does it feel compared to before? Yeah, I mean, I, I felt that the players it was starting to starting to come around, felt something positive. But uh, right now, it's I mean, it's a million times better. Um, you know, swing feels like it's in a great spot. I'm controlling ball flights, controlling um, spin yardages, um, putting it good, chipping it good. It's I feel like a new person, honestly. Um, the way I'm able to move right now is a lot better than I was um, three months ago, four months ago, and you know I'm excited. It really is going to be fun to uh, to tee it up again. Okay, thanks, Daniel. Uh, now we'll take one from Sean Martin at PGAtour.com. So what did you miss most about competing, playing tournaments during just three months? Just the competition. That was the thing I missed the most. Competing. You know, it's hard when you're sitting at home. There's no competition. Yeah, you can go play some games at home, um, but it's not the real thing. It doesn't, um, you know, when you've got 144 of the best players in the world, uh, it's a it's a lot a lot different than playing at home. Um, I I really just missed just coming out here, competing for four days, um, having to string together 72 holes. I think that's that's what I miss the most, just the competition. Thanks, Sean. Now I would like to take a question from Mike McAllister, pjtour.com. Yeah, Brooks, Mark had mentioned that uh, you've only had five starts this year. Is it a sense from your perspective that you've got to make pick up a lot of ground in these uh, 
in these last 10 weeks, especially in regards to like, you know, player of the year competition, max cut points, those type of things? Not really, no. If I do what I'm supposed to do, I'll be just fine. Um, I didn't do what I was supposed to do the first five events. I mean, it is what it is. I can't change it. It's in the past. But uh, you never know. I mean, you can rattle off 10 wins, and I think that's kind of irrelevant. <laughs> um, but who knows? All right, 10 wins. Thank you. <laughs> so next question from Ian Carter of the BBC. Go ahead, Ian. Hi Brooks, thanks very much. Um, just wondering how difficult the strictures of social distancing are going to be over the next four days in terms of maintaining your own competitive rhythm and also how important you think it is that uh, all the players do observe the social distancing. Yeah, I mean the PGA Tour's done a great job. Everybody's been tested, so I think that's, that's important just for everybody's peace of mind. I think that's something um, Players, caddies, um, everybody in, I guess, what they're, what they're calling in the bubble. Um, it's nice to just have that peace of mind that uh, everybody's been tested and everybody's clear. I think it's important. And then, you know, yeah, social distancing is um, obviously important. Um, but for me, <coughs> the way I look at it, you know, me and my caddy, um, I'm going to do the same things with my caddy that I've been doing my entire career. Um, I don't see... You know, you look at any other sport, I'm pretty sure LeBron James isn't going to worry about setting a pick and there's contact um, about social distancing. So, I, you know, football, you're not going to worry about tackling a guy uh, because of social distancing. It's just, um, you know, one of those things where, look, my caddy's been at my house quite a bit. Um, he's staying with me this week. Um, and I, I have no problem staying right next to my caddy. Uh, he's been tested. I've, I've been tested a couple of times. It's... It's part of, a, I guess, a sport. Where on the importance level is is track and Rory down, getting back to number one, and how much do you enjoy that back and forth and that competition of you know, trying to get back to the top spot? Yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to play the best golf I can play. Um, I'm not, yeah, I mean, I've got eyes on Rory. That's that's the goal is to get back to, you know, number one in the world. That's that's the whole point of in playing is to be the best. So. You know, if I do what I'm supposed to do, if I take care of my business, then I don't see any reason why I couldn't get back to that. Um, but it's, I mean, I dug myself a hole, obviously, over the past, um, you know, getting injured. And then, uh, you know, when, we, when I started back up, you know, the first three months of back playing or two months back playing, I dug myself a little bit of a hole. But, um, you know, you play good, you, you win, um, everything will take care of itself. As, as just as a follow-up, as so much as someone who's a, who's a guy who loves all sports uh, or a lot of sports, what in your sport do you enjoy about the element of a rivalry? You know, whether it is you and Rory or whoever may be at the top or whoever's chasing you and that kind of thing. You know, how much do you relish that kind of vibe? I mean, I don't, I don't really view it as a rivalry. It's, you know, it's not. It's not something where I go out and go play and I'm like, man, I've got to beat Rory this week. Well, what happens if Rory misses the cut? Uh, I mean, like, what am I going to finish, 50th or, or miss the cut also, but just beat him by one? Um, yeah. You know, you're just trying to play the best you can play. It's, you know, it's not a team sport. It's not anything. You're just trying to play the best you can play. And, you know, if, if I play my best and he plays his best and I lose by one, I mean, so be it. It is what it is. I'm okay with that. Um, you know, I just wanted, like, two years ago with Rosie. I played as good as I, what I thought I could play, and Rosie beat me by, I think, one or two. Um, 
and I can live with that as long as I give it my all and, and play my best. I'm okay with whatever happens. I can't figure out how the hand thing works, Mark. Bear with me. Brooks, it sounds like when you talk about you and Ricky that it's it's almost family in terms of um, what you would do at, at, at home. But but for everyone else and the amount of eyeballs that are going to be on golf this week, um, how important is it? You do you think it is for for everyone to to go through some of the uh, some of the, the the protocols or plans in terms of wiping down a flagstick or, or the bunker rake or anything like that? Is that something that needs to be done? Yeah, I think so. Because you think about it, you know. We're here at the golf course. You show up, you know, everybody's been tested. But at the same time, you never know. Um, you know, I know guys are staying in a hotel. You never know what's going on in that hotel. If somebody has it, they might check in, um, you know, passing by who's been in your room, things like that. So I think it's important to still, you know, practice all these different things, a little bit of social distancing and, and um, you know, cleaning things. I mean, obviously it's hot, which is beneficial for us. We play an outdoor sport. It's hot. You know, I know um, I think coronavirus can't live you know, past a certain amount of degrees for too long um, outside in this heat. But, um, yeah, I think it's important to go through it all. Um, you know, the thing is, if we come back and all of a sudden, you know, if you guys get it, um, you know, we're looking at not playing again. So I think it's important to make sure that we go through all these things because I want to play. I know everybody out here wants to play. I know the fans want to see us play. So, um, you know, we got to take all those all those protocols seriously if we, if we really want to be out here um, in, in for the rest of the year. Thanks, Doug. Uh, Brooks, the next question comes from Alex Maselli with the Morning Read. Go ahead, Alex. Yeah. Hey, Brooks. Um, your answer to Doug and Indian Carter, there seems to be some reporting out of Colonial where some players maybe are not taking it as seriously as you just outlined. Does that concern you, first of all? Second of all, would you ever see a place where you might step in and say to somebody, hey, man, you got to do a little, you got to do some of the things that they told you to do because um I mean I haven't I haven't seen it I mean I've been here since Saturday and so I've kind of you know gone out early um, played practice rounds basically by myself um, haven't really I haven't really seen many guys you know if you're out playing it's kind of hard to see what's going on and you know sometimes you know if, if the guys are playing four balls yeah I could see how that would happen um, you know in practice rounds between you got four players four caddies and then you know probably four coaches um, out there um, and you're all standing on the green and you know guys are putting and I could see how you could see it um, maybe things like that but uh, you know it, it all depends I think on the situation you know you don't you got to be there for it and actually know what's going on um, so it's quite difficult to see as an outsider. Have you purposely decided to play early morning by yourself to stay away from other people? No I just wanted to honestly it's really hot here so I just wanted to kind of beat the heat. <laughs> I wanted to beat the heat a little bit and I mean I've been up early every morning working out so it's just like all right well I'm not going to sit around all day and get cold and then come out and just practice and get get the work I need to be uh, I need to be doing. One last thing um, the Brooks Kepka that I'm listening to now seems a lot different than Brooks Kepka maybe three or four months ago because you had all the things going on do you feel mentally do you feel I mean outside of the physical things you talk about mentally how much better about the game and going into competition now. Somebody, uh, Todd Lewis just said that to me. I don't understand. Like, I, if you ask me a question, I'll give you an honest answer. I'll give you my opinion on it. And if I'm playing bad, I'm going to let you know. Um, I'm not afraid to hide it. It's just there was no lack of confidence. I mean, my confidence was still there. I just wasn't getting the job done. 
simple as. Um, it's been important to, you know, go back to the to the basics. I guess is when you get off track. That's usually what I do. Go back to basics and and try to regroup. And I feel like you know, I was starting to do it. I was doing. I did a good job of it there, players, and in kind of a few weeks after when I was practicing. But I mean, I haven't played a tournament in what three months, so it's kind of hard to. What, you're gonna come in negative. Fair enough. Thanks a lot. Okay, uh, next question will be Rex Hargood from Golf Channel Talk. We'll come to you after that. Thanks for joining us, Brooks. I just wanted to ask about the idea of, I mean, you have had to take time off of Florida these are different circumstances. What have you done over the last three months to simulate as best you can what it's like to be in a tournament round? I mean, are there any games that you've had in South Florida or anything that you've done to try to get back into those competitive juices? Yeah, um, you know, just been playing with a bunch of guys. Uh, played a, quite a few rounds with Shane Lowry, um, a buddy of ours, Stephen Grant, and um, Chris Ventura, another player out here. Uh, he plays at Floridian. Um, Mel Reed. Uh, there's been about, I don't know, about 12 different people. You just try to play games as much as you can. Um, try to get out there, some competition, get the blood flowing, and you know, you get some a putt on 18 that means something. It's it's a lot. A lot different than it is out here, but at the same time, it might it might pique your interest and um, you know try to take take something off the guys, which is always nice. But it's a um, I guess it's like a mini prep um, for what you're going to experience out here. So I I think it's important and I enjoyed it. I, I think it's a lot different. Usually I'll never go out and play uh, you know 18 holes. I'll practice, and um, so it was a lot different, a lot more playing this time. All right, thanks, Thank you. Rex. Thanks, Rex. Happy birthday. We'll go to uh, Todd Archer with ESPN. Todd, go ahead. Yeah, Brooks, after such a long layoff here for everybody and getting back to it, what will be the feelings that you'll have on the first tee tomorrow? Will, will there be a, back to normal life is good again, or will there be some added nerves or whatever you want to call it as you, as you kind of get back into this rhythm of tournament golf? Well, did you get nervous when you arrived today or today or the other day to go ride something? Yeah, it wasn't any good, so it took me a while to get back into it. Oh, well. <laughs> it doesn't. There's no. There's, there's no nerves. It's just that's what that's my job. I'm supposed to go out there and go play, so just get back to it and and proceed as usual. All right. Um, thank you, Todd. Uh, we'll take a question from Doug Ferguson from Associated Press. Chris, I don't know if you've been asked about uh, what you think about the Ryder Cup. No fans. Fans play, not play. It, 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 has anyone from the PGA of America asked your opinion? And if not, why not? No, I, I haven't talked. I mean, I didn't talk to anybody when I was quarantined or, you know, over the coronavirus. When we were back at the house, I didn't talk to anybody. Um, I don't want to play if there's no fans. I've said that. Um, I said that in some interview. I don't know where. But um, I, I just don't think it's – the fans make that event. The fans make that special. If – if we're not playing in front of fans, it's just like us playing a game at Flor uh, you know, in Florida. You've got, you know, myself, Rory, DJ. Um, you've got all these guys that are living in. Ju It'd be just like a normal game that goes on in Jupiter. Um, and there's no fist pump in there. There's no excitement. There, you know, the fans create the excitement for the Ryder Cup. Yeah, we're excited to play, but you get the, you see the emotion. You're, if there's no fans out there, you're not going to see guys fist pumping. Um, and that passion behind it. Yes, we, we, I love to play for my country. I love to do all these things, but it's important to have the fans there. It, we feed off it. 
um, you know, the fans get louder uh, or they boo you, depending on what you're doing. But that's that's the beauty of it. It makes it the Ryder Cup is a true sporting event. It's different than any other golf tournament we play. It's a true sporting event, and I think if we can have fans, that's perfect. And if we can't, it, it just seems kind of like an exhibition, which it, it kind of already is. And um, I, I just don't want to play it without fans. Can you can you see any scenario where if they decided to proceed with with no fans, that a player would protest by not playing? Yeah. Would you? Possibly. I think. Yeah, there's a lot more that goes into that. Um, you know why they would be playing. Personally, um, I think as as players, we all know why they're playing, or why we would play. You think it's money? Come on. <laughs> That's the only reason. Give it to Johnny, Johnny Football. All right, you good, Doug? Thank you. We got another question from Mike McAllister from PJTour.com. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, Brooks. Uh, you have a late tee time tomorrow, but on Friday morning uh, you'll be on the course at 8:46 for the moment of silence. I'm just wondering what kind of things might be going through your mind uh, at that point while you're on the course. First off, I think it's awesome that the PGA Tour has stepped up. Um, you know, being especially one of the first sports back, it's important to set the tone going forward uh, for other sports, um, for just people um, in general. And I think it's it's important to set the tone. And you know, at 8:46, I think it's going to be special. Um, it'll be be something. Uh, I don't know that the PGA Tour has ever really done something like this. Uh, you know, a moment of silence even during the rounds. I, I don't know, not not while I've been playing, and I think it's it's special with what's going on right now. Um, you know, there, there, needs, there needs to be change, and I, I want to be part of the solution, and I think this is, you know, you know one way that the PGA Tour is stepping up and, and doing that. It's likely that the world's greatest Lynx golf courses will be the reason you will want to plan a trip to Ireland. And with over 400 courses to choose from, you're sure to find whatever you seek. But Ireland is about even more than great golf. In this ancient land, the past works hand in hand with the present, from cultural sites to castle ruins. Stay in a country B&B or a luxury hotel and spa. Enjoy inspiring local culinary choices, a pint and music at a cosy pub. But most of all, enjoy the warmth and hospitality of the Irish people, who will make you feel that you haven't traveled from home, but have returned to it. Visit Ireland.com to get started. Come to where history meets luxury at the family-friendly French Lick Springs Hotel, where there's something for everyone, from kids' fest to shopping, bowling, golf, and other outdoor activities. Or at the West Baden Springs Hotel, you can wrap yourself in old-world elegance, visit our luxurious spa, indulge in an afternoon tea, a historic tour, and multiple sophisticated dining options. Then. Finish your day with a cozy carriage ride before turning in for sweet dreams. Only this isn't a dream. Visit FrenchLick.com to plan your vacation today. At FootJoy, they know the swing starts from the ground up, so you can take on those uphill, downhill, and sidehill lies. That's why FJ provides footwear that you need for superior traction and stability on every shot. Whether it's the all-new Pro SL, the hottest shoe on tour, or the max performance of the all-new Tour X, the all-around comfort and performance of FJ Fury, FJ offers a shoe for every player because finding the right shoe for your game matters. 
Shop now at footjoy.com. Tour Edge continues their meteoric rise in 2020. Over 90 different tour pros have put Tour Edge into their bag, including staffers Scott McCarron, Tom Lehman, Tim Petrovic, and Duffy Waldorf. Tour Edge makes clubs for every player type, and they set themselves apart with their unprecedented 48-hour delivery on custom-fit orders and by offering a lifetime warranty and by building their clubs in the good old U.S. of A. Visit TourEdge.com to learn more about their new clubs for 2020. Tour Edge, pound for pound, nothing comes close. Boyne Golf provides the ultimate world-class golf destination with 10 championship-caliber courses spanning three resorts. Centered in Michigan's northern Lower Peninsula, the courses are the products of some of the game's masters, including Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross. From the all-inclusive vacation packages, elite instruction with the Boyne Golf Academy, tournaments, and so much more, Boyne Golf truly offers an unrivaled Michigan golf vacation experience. Just log on to BoyneGolf.com and take in all the splendor that is a golf experience unlike any other. TheGolfTravelGroup.com is a luxury golf tour operator that specializes in custom travel itineraries to Scotland, Ireland, England, Wales, Iceland, New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, and more. Guaranteed advanced tee times, incredible accommodations, airport meet and greet services, private guided tours and private drivers, all in luxury vehicles, and they have a staff that's been doing it forever. TheGolfTravelGroup.com Wearing the right golf shoe matters. That's why FootJoy offers more styles of shoes for more types of players than anybody else. So you can get matched with the right golf shoe for your game on FootJoy.com with the FJ Shoe Finder. By answering a few short questions, you can find the shoe that fits your playing style and preference. Whether you walk or ride, prefer cleated or spikeless, ultra-stable or flexible. If you need a narrow or wide or extra wide, FootJoy offers the most styles for the most players and can match you with the golf shoe that's right for you. Does your golf shoe match your game? Find out with the FJ Shoe Finder. Visit footjoy.com slash shoe finder today. I'm Tiger Woods, and I chose Bridgestone. I wanted to be with a company that I knew, and then on top of that, that made superior products, so I did. I came back, and I started playing with the Bridgestone Tour BXS, and it's allowed me to maintain the spin and the feel I like around the greens, especially my short irons, but also have that penetrating flight through the wind. The aerodynamics have been phenomenal. I know the quality that Bridgestone has, R&D that's available to them, and what they were able to create that helped me win golf tournaments. Nestled amongst the hills of the Hoosier National Forest resides a classic American destination, the French Lick Resort. Experience the ultimate in golf at the Pete Dye Course at French Lick, voted number one course in Indiana on Golf Week's Best You Can Play for 10 years in a row. The Donald Ross Course at French Lick has been named Indiana's number two course in Golf Week's Best You Can Play rankings every year since 2011. Come experience old world opulence amid modern comfort served with Midwestern charm. Visit FrenchLick.com. What's your bucket list destination? Where have you always wanted to go? What's the number one thing that holds people back from doing that? It's fear of logistics. I don't know where to stay. I don't know how to get tea times. I don't know where to go. I don't know who should take me there. Well, I'll tell you who knows the answer to all those questions. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. That's why the Fairways of Life show has aligned ourselves with these experts. And is there some place you want to go, like the Open or a President's Cup or a Ryder Cup? They can take care of that as well. What is your golf bucket list? Where do you want to go? Do it with TheGolfTravelGroup.com. At Ben Hogan Golf. 
we manufacture some of the finest golf equipment in the world in our small factory in Fort Worth, Texas. That's because we build each club by hand using the same process Mr. Hogan created when he started his company 65 years ago. We call it micromanufacturing, no mass production, and no shortcuts. Visit BenHoganGolf.com to learn more about our tour quality products and factory direct prices. It's time for you to discover Streamsong, a new kind of resort that takes the everyday ordinary to the absolutely extraordinary. Three internationally acclaimed link-style courses by golf architecture's iconic foursome of Gil Hans, Tom Dove, Bill Kaur, and Ben Crenshaw that provide a golf experience distinguished as unlike any you've ever had before, with undulating fairways navigating through wild grasses and deep water ponds and lakes, towering sand dunes to find the unexpected experience of playing golf at Streamsong, the ultimate legendary golf destination set apart by the unexpected. Streamsongresort.com. 